Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. When Can I Quit My Job? Episode 7. And just for ease of time a little bit, um, I feel like that's what Bethany Frankel's was. Her, and it was similar in that she interviewed with Elena. So Bethany Frankel was on Desperate Housewives. Wait, oh, the Real Housewives the of Real New Housewives. York or something like that. Yeah, The Real Housewives. And she's the one who created the Skinny Girl Margarita mm-hmm. Skinny Girl brand. So Elena interviewed her, and I feel like that was also the theme. So I don't yeah. have much more to add a, about Bethany's other than it was just like doing hard work, do the work you don't want to do. Or mm-hmm. like, oh, I do really love... It was such a simple quote, but it was like, do it or don't do it. Yeah. So it was like, if you're going to do it, like, do it all the way. Yeah. Don't partially do it. Don't Yeah. half-ass do it. Do it. Like, mm-hmm. if your job is to make the coffee, like, be the best at making the coffee. Or, right. or just don't do it. Like, yeah. I mean, she also emphasized, she also made a point of how little she knew about a lot of the things she was doing. And, um, like Jesse. Yeah. She was like, she was getting into these contracts and she had no idea what it meant. And she was just like, well, why can't I do this? And then, you know, lawyers would explain it to her and stuff like that. She's like, well, no, I want to do it this way. And then they'd have to figure out some way to lawyer it up, lawyer it up for yeah. her. <clears throat> and she worked around it and made her money. And, and they, so they also emphasize a lot that they're not the experts. And like you've already mentioned, they'll go in not knowing a lot about the industry. So, like, Bethany didn't mm-hmm. know about alcoholic beverage oh, industries. Yeah. And she even said sometimes it's good not to know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Know what have... you know and know what you don't know. Yeah. That was a But she also, you know, that, but, like, the opposite, too. Like, sometimes going into a situation not realizing how hard it is is to your advantage because you would never try it if you realized how hard it was like right some of these people struck gold by going into something that was probably really stupid for them to go into yeah um so but yeah admittedly they aren't perfect at everything like we had a conversation with some people in an uber because we were ubering back and forth to the conference and where we were staying and I just remember having this preconceived notion that these super successful rich people like know everything about everything kind of. I mean, yeah. not exactly that, but um, but really a lot of them are humble and know what they know and know what they don't know. Yeah. And they get people or surround themselves with the people that know the things they don't know. Right. And then they benefit from that without even really having to become experts in that. Yeah. So I don't know why, like, that just seems so, like, a simple concept, but I hadn't really thought about it like that, and I was explaining that to these gentlemen that we were sharing an Uber with basically one night, so no one I've already talked about that a bit, but, yeah, I guess I just thought all of these people just have it all figured out. Right. Well, and Grant Cardone even was talking about when he wrote his first book, and he said he wrote it in three hours, Oh, yeah, that was uh, hilarious. And uh, it was probably like, I thought it was like 10 days or 10 hours. He said three, three hours. He said three hours. Mm. I promise you he said three hours. Mm. And 
All right. That's All what right. He said. Okay. And he was going to get it published and everything like that, and and everybody was like, it's it's full of spelling errors and there's, like there's hundreds of words misspelled, commas in the wrong places, there's run-on sentences. He's like, I don't care. He's like, there was a good it, quote from that too. He said, he said. <laughs> uh, he said, "This is a bestseller. This is a a best a best written." Yes. Like, oh, it's so cheeky and amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And it so, was like he repeated it, like, yeah, "Hear this. This yeah. is a bestseller." Exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's all about like, the message. Like, screw all the other stuff. Like, I've never written a book. Mm -hmm. This info is good. I don't care if the spelling is wrong. Right. And he even. <laughs> I almost started to feel bad for him because it's almost a theme. Like he's very forward with like, you know, I don't, I don't speak correctly. You know, like he almost is a little self-denigrating about how smart he is, and you know that he's not that smart. And I noticed a lot of the, at least three of the other speakers were like, you know, Grant's not a genius or whatever. Like they all kind of tap danced around a little bit, like hinting at it. I'm like, wow, like all these people are saying how not smart Grant Cardone is. Like, well, and he also is a little rough around the edges when he presents. I mean, in a good way. I feel like I really like it. But yeah. he's, he's kind of crude and like yeah. tells it like it is. So he, he talks sing. about, he makes jokes about his, his and his wife's sex life. Like, even though she's right there in yeah. the crowd and like. And she's very poised and like elegant. So she's mm -hmm. everything. He's she's basically not. like a first lady. Yeah. And he's like, and they're both from Louisiana. And you can tell he is, you can't tell she is. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely got that down south. And he even he's a little scruffy too. Like yeah, even he is. like he do, he's not like super clean shaven. Mm -hmm. So I think he he plays into that, but I think it works to his advantage. Yeah, so. yeah, he's a brand for sure. Yeah, but I guess well we don't have um, necessarily time to go in depth on everybody, obviously. But what other highlights did you have? Mm. I mean, have you hit most oh, of your highlights my already? Gosh. Well, okay, I can talk about Ty Lopez. You kind of let you weren't as into him. Um, yeah, I appreciated you do him. that. He was... I appreciate him after the fact. I, there was just a part in his presentation that I think there was much left to be. I just wasn't impressed with that part of it. Okay. I think the information was good. I think how he presented it didn't work. Okay. For, oh, for one yeah. Part, for, I keep telling Let's not you get over into and it. over. Yeah. I keep telling you and. So now you're all like, wait, why are you watching him on social media now? It's the info's good. That yeah. part of the presentation that we watched I got was you. not. Just rubbed your arm. I get it. Um, well, yeah, so for me, well, he also has, I think it's part of his brand too. I think he wants to be like kind of smart me. Well, maybe not smart me, but kind of a dick. He's just like straight to the point and he uses like insults almost to. Uh, motivate people to like he asked people to give him their website so he could put it up on the board and he could critique it and basically everyone was like no it sucks this is terrible and so, so that's like his persona a little bit but I think he did provide some really good information about like how to construct a website and I think he probably would have told us our websites suck basically well one thing he really hit home on over and over and over again is you need to have like a face on there like as soon as the page loads before you scroll a face a person's face that's a big thing he had a couple other insights as well but i mean and others i've heard before like you need to know why you're there before you scroll like first thing you see should be why should i be here uh and it should be about 
the person looking, not about the people like us. It shouldn't be about us. It should be about customers, which I've heard that before, and mm -hmm. that kind of resonated with me a little bit, but... Yeah, um, so now you're looking at updating our website just yeah, based on that, which that's a very actionable yeah, thing it right is. there. But, I mean, also our website, we have two websites. We have whencanicquitmyjobshow.com for this podcast, and we have libertylandsusa.com. Uh, you have wanderingrosebuds.com. Right? Um, I do, but it's not live yet. It's not live? Okay. But we don't really, so our business isn't predicated on driving people to our sites, so it's not urgent. There's a lot of the things I need That's to do true. first, but I don't think they're maximized for what they sh should look like. Right. So yeah, that is something I want to correct in the future. But And he also just, um, he had some just great insights as far, he gave four very detailed instructions on how you could go out and make money right now, very easily. And one he gave seemed... So since we use virtual assistants in our business, which is Upwork or Fiverr uh, websites, you can go on to get people to do tasks for you. One of them, he said, you could just be a oh, a website consultant. Website consultant, yeah. And you could you could just look, you could at home, you can look at a handful of let's say you pick out ten businesses around you that are clustered close together, and you look at their websites. Most likely, they'll stink. They'll yeah. Unless they'll, they'll yeah. suck based on Ty Lopez's standards mm -hmm. and you can just say I'm a website consultant that's not lying it doesn't I mean you don't have to be employed by anyone to be a website consultant so you go in there and you pitch them and you say hey look I'm a website consultant you can charge I mean you can charge a thousand dollars you could charge two five ten depending you know you might want to start low just to build a resume of it but say look I'm a website consultant you know I've taken a look at your website you don't even have to give real specific details depending on how you want to do the pitch he didn't really do a, a, a mock pitch or anything like that well i have one i thought it was basically like if you go the low ball mm -hmm. rate you could almost just be like look i'll do, redo your website for a thousand dollars like leave a business card like get some fake business or not fake get real business cards yeah. your contact info yeah and just be like look i looked at your website i can make it better for mm -hmm. a thousand bucks and then, and then you hire you go on to upwork or fiverr you find someone in the philippines or wherever who is proficient in doing that and you pay them fifty dollars to do it for you and or even even if it's more even if it's like even if it's 200 bucks 200 bucks and you're doing it for a thousand you basically didn't do anything except for going there and pitch a company boom yeah <laughs> i mean that's eight hundred dollars. You know, you do that for four or five companies, and you, let's say, you raise it to twenty five hundred. You know, like, and you do that. You know, do twenty five hundred dollars a week. That's enough to make a living on where we live. Yeah. So yeah, there was a couple things like that. I don't know if you're planning to get into all of those. We don't really. need to. We don't need to. But, but you know, yeah, he had a, a few of those. I love to talk about his product. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just because. So everybody else. We're being sold to, like we said, over mm -hmm. and over, and everyone's like slashing prices oh, right and left. This is and funny. like, so, because the whole thing is what they say over and over is like 10x it. Like, so oh, how yeah. are you going to make this 10x? How are you going to 10x this? So, and some people. 10x, if you mean it's, you know, 10 times. 10 times. If you didn't put that together. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll, it's because it's the 10x growth con. So, it's based on the book 10x that the book by Grant Cardone. 
so Grant is like going to all these speakers to be like, what are you going to offer to all my guests who are coming? And so there's the imaginary conversation of like, well, we're going to do this. And then Grant's like, well, that's not good enough. You're going to have to do this. Or or like, what else do you have? What else can you give? Mm -hmm. These people are coming in from out of town. All states are represented. Over 100 countries are there. Mm -hmm. Like biggest business conference in the world. So... People are giving away services and programs super cheap, and Ty gets up there, and he's like, I don't really like doing that, so I'm going to charge a million dollars for, like, one-on-one for coaching. coaching, and it's that high because I don't like to do it. Yeah. So, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's pretty like, great. He's like, I used to charge, like, you know, $60,000, $70,000, and then everybody wanted to do it, and I don't like doing it, so I raised it to 250000 minimum to a million. Because that it's not really my thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I I'm re- I would be very curious if any of the people uh, signed up for coaching. Yeah, I wouldn't Ty. be surprised. Yeah. So I did find him amusing in that way too because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he employs people or if it's just him. I I'm like, sure. I'm sure like all these people company. at least have assistants and things like yeah. that. But, like, that's the thing, like, so he could get other people to, like, you know, he could disperse it and delegate, mm-hmm. like, parts of it so that he has a whole system and doesn't have to spend yeah. or charge a million dollars. Well, like, and another thing but, is, we didn't know a lot of these spe- speakers coming in, and so we don't know their full background, and they didn't get up there and give their own bio or anything, so I don't even fully know the scope of his business. I just know it's largely based on social media stuff. Social media marketing. Social media marketing, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, did yeah, you want so to talk about Yeah, so if anybody's all... in the business, it's only a you know cool million dollars. Yeah, you can get yourself a nice coach. So just start pinching your pennies. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk at all about Elena's speech she gave? Oh my gosh, Other yeah. Than, well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, we I loved Elena. Um, yeah. She, well, so first of all, she is beautiful. Um, and I think she repeats portions of it because when we had looked online to see a little bit about what 10x was about leading up to the the event um we saw like a clip of hers and so i recognize some like the one story she talks about um the clydesdale horses oh mm -hmm. and so if you ever google 10x you could find this online like we found it and it's really good but yeah she talks a little bit slow and I wondered if it was to mask maybe a southern accent a little bit. I feel mm-hmm. like it's very controlled. And so, like I said, opposite of Grant, who is really gruff and kind of has a cuff. yeah, has a little bit more of an accent, even like scruffy kind of voice. And then Elena is just opposite. So, like, slowly emphasizes every syllable. But it was really about how they're a team and building an empire. So she even has a book about it, which I'm thinking about getting and reading. Um, it's called Building an Empire, right? I think so. Yeah. And because that is what her and Grant are doing. And it's it doesn't even need to be in the very grand way that they are, although that's great and we're working towards that. But like empire, although a really big word can apply to everybody. Oh, do you want to say the other quote they keep saying? Oh, about yes. Empire? Yes. So, if you're not building an empire, you're destroying one. Yep. You're it's, either building or destroying. Yeah. And so that was the big theme of hers and it was just it was beautiful to hear her talk about their marriage 
and like partnership and how they view themselves as partners and how she supports Grant, like fiercely defends him, Mm -hmm. like is there for him. So, I mean, I know for us as a couple, I really take that to heart. And that was a big takeaway. I feel like, so I don't know if it's actionable, but it really helped shift my mindset even in that moment thinking about trying to let these little things go because we're trying to build something so much greater. So it's it's not like that gave me one thing to do every day exactly mm-hmm, right. like she gets up every morning and meditates. It wasn't like anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But um it I, I think just the overall mindset and looking at your goals and and um she talked about thinking small like this all mm. that stuff is thinking small putting limitations on yourself yes so when you think so big that stuff can fade away so i loved her speech yeah <laughs> um, i really did. did she could have done it in a third the time if she yeah. spoke like normal but <laughs> well, small critique yeah sorry elena no we love you Elena. yes <laughs> yeah i'm sure um, you're listening <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's probably about all I have to say. I don't know if you have anything to add. I mean, coming no, from it was great. the male um, perspective. No, it was inspirational to me, too, even though... So they have not maybe a traditional, like, male-female counterpart role just because they're so successful and they're both so busy, so it's slightly different. But, like, for her to kind of emphasize, like, traditional values in some way, like... It did resonate with me and and no it was inspirational to me too even though she was you could tell it was kind of directed toward the female role in the whole thing it was still Mm -hmm. inspirational to me just because of the emphasis of putting your future and your partnership above your your own petty needs but then she also talked about how grant helped her find her goal like part of right part of it was for her to find her own goals and think big right. because she talked about earlier in the relationship their little tiffs they might get in were because she was thinking small she didn't have that same vision at that time that Grant did right. I think is yeah. kind of what was happening and and so he I think was a big inspiration for her then to think bigger mm-hmm. and that was I think in a personal sense too so like I feel like there was a dual like their collective visions, but also the individual. Like I think they right. also, in their own right, have goals, separate goals and visions for themselves. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hey everyone, we got to take a quick break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, all you quit heads. Does this sound like you? I sure fucking love that Liz and Noah and their amazing free podcast, When Can I Quit My Job? But I have a big problem. At the end of every month, it seems like I have an extra five, ten, or even $25 left over, and I fucking hate it! Hi, I'm Jane, everybody. Like most people, I have access to the internets. And like most people, sometimes I buy shit on the Amazons. And like anyone in their right mind, I fucking love the When Can I Quit My Job podcast. If this sounds like you, I have terrific news. Tell Tell me me more. more! 
Hey everyone, if you want to support our show, the easiest way is to go to whencanicquitmyjobshow.com to the supporting listeners area. So there's a couple different ways uh, to support us there. Patreon's the easiest. Um, We'd also love if you like, subscribed, rated, reviewed, all that good stuff to our show on iTunes. That's pretty much it. Now, back to the show. Fucking love it! So I guess, yeah, there's couple other people I'll touch real briefly on. Well, this Damon, could be a special extended episode. It will, well, I, I, it's probably going to be two episodes. Um, oh. Yeah, part one, part two, baby. All right. Um, so Damon John was there. Um, he was good. Nothing really, I mean, he was just all around good, was knowledgeable. Was this just an it was interview? A sit, it was a sit down, yeah, a one-on-one instead of like with a... With Grant. With Grant. It was good. He had some good points. It was about hustling. Too. About hustling, yeah. Like, and a lot and of these... And he said, um, I guess one thing that kind of stood out to me was uh, he was talking about making it out of the ghetto, and... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he had the mentality, like, he knew he wasn't going to be there forever. He just, he felt like he wasn't, he was out of place there, and his time there was limited, so he's always thought he was just visiting, and he said, the ghetto is in here, and he pointed to his head. And he's like, and you know what? I lived in the ghetto, but I was never in the ghetto up here because that's where the ghetto is. And I, I don't have the mind, uh, you know, the, the ghetto mind. So it was another thing about mindset. Yeah. No, I feel bad because I, I really liked him too. Yeah. But maybe he just didn't have as much of the one-liner inspiration quotes like running in and out because it was just an interview yeah. kind of like how sarah's was like i really love listening to sarah talk but you just walk away with different things because it's not them presenting and yeah with like a powerpoint visuals or anything like that to kind of mm-hmm. help right um, but i really want to read a book of his um, oh. called rise and grind mm-hmm so that's also it's not on my sexual. <laughs> it's also on my reading list. So, and that that's something I walked away with wanting to do from this is to dedicate a lot more time to reading because that was also something people brought mm, up is theme. that if you, I mean, if you're not reading and educating yourself, you're not gonna make it. Is what it really sounded like. Mm-hmm. And they brought up multiple people who are. Wealthy people who are just constantly reading and I bet almost, themselves. I bet I wouldn't be surprised if every speaker there wrote a book. Oh, yeah, multiple books. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, and they're, yeah, they're, everybody's recommending books, like, not even just their own. So, to me, then, all of a sudden, I, and I felt like this anyway, just because you're such an avid reader and, like, listening to audiobooks and you get to do mm-hmm. that at work, so... I haven't started yet, I guess. Let me quickly rec- recommend, uh, there's an app called Hoopla, H-O-O-P-L-A, that gives you 10 free books a month, and it's based on your local library card. Are you recommending this to me? No, I'm recommending it to our vast audience. Oh, okay. I was, you just didn't specify. Sorry. Continue. Oh, yeah. So that's something, um, like an actionable thing. I'm going to do is work on reading more instead of watching Netflix, which is hard because I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking about doing that more in the evenings yeah. and um, on my lunch breaks, trying That's to, awesome. um, and maybe even on my commute because now I have a commute, not a super long one, but yeah. I just anywhere I can maybe get 
a little bit more reading in and self-educating because it, they just, I loved listening to them. I don't know why I wouldn't love listening to what they had to say in print. Yeah. Or like reading it or listening to them as an audio book. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I need to catch up. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> there are two more people I just want to talk real briefly about. John C. Maxwell, who actually I had read most of a book. I don't think I finished it yet called uh, The 15 Rules or The 15 Invaluable Rules of Lifetime Growth or something like that. So he's kind of a growth. He's got, I think he's got a series of books about growth and also leadership. So his, that's what his whole speech was about, was about leadership. And unfortunately, I thought we could quickly grab food when he came up since there wouldn't be any lines and go up and catch most of it. But we missed probably close to half of it, which was a little disappointing because he was a pretty great speaker. And I loved how he said that he's our friend. Yeah, he, he kept, said that. That was like his catchphrase. He's like, I'm John and I'm your friend. And, and he's a, well, he was one of the older ones too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was really great. And I wish we'd been there for the whole thing. But I guess I can't even think of specific takeaway from him other than like he really emphasized. Oh, the uh, uphill battle. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well,. He brought up again how it's work. It's hard work. Everybody we talked to said it's hard work. And so I remember specifically John saying there's not a book out there that's like the accidental success story. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, the Mm -hmm. accidental billionaire. It's never about that. It's never a quick and easy thing. Right. Um, He talks. And if it is, it doesn't last. Yeah. And I think he said something about comparing it to an uphill battle and how that's or not even up but it's like going uphill is never easy and mm-hmm. so you're for us we're looking at it as going uphill which is a good thing but it's not an easy thing right and so those were specific things from his talk that yeah. i remember and it was just part of the theme of oh. like none of them got there in a way that was easy i think he said there's five things he does every day one he values people so first and foremost, that's number one, value people. So value... Value people. People. Number one. Number one. Number one is... Value... People? People. <laughs> okay, uh, number first and two, foremost. Value people. Uh, number two <laughs> Number two is think of ways to add value. So I think this was like an inter- interaction with person, is think of ways to add value to that person or customer think of ways. Number three is look for ways to add value to people or a customer. Um, That seems a lot like number two. It does. It did to me too. But I think one is... Oh, I see a theme here. Yes. Number four is do things that add value. And number five is encourage people to add values to others. So it's all about adding value, clearly, which is a major theme. First and foremost. First and foremost, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I thought those were good, and I, you know, that's that's a great mentality to have. It's, it's an abundance mindset. Serving people, serving not people. yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. So that was John C. Maxwell, and then the last speaker I'll mention was uh, Ryan Dice, and he was a marketing guy. So that and was day two marketing. Marketing, yeah, and he was great. He's so basically he talked a lot about how sales and marketing have been converging and becoming one and the same thing and how there's a traditional 
break between the two and a tension between the two between like sales force and marketing force or like salespeople marketing people and how in the past there's been a big tension but more and more it's becoming overlapping so much it's almost the same thing and which is funny because I don't think I knew about any of this tension I mean I'm not really heavily into those industries maybe like other people are but I kind of already felt like there was an overlap and I didn't think there was any tension so just kind of knowing that was interesting it's like the cooks and the servers never get along Well, yeah, so they, they have to help each other. You know, anytime you're dependent upon another branch, there's going to be tension. But but he was really great. I don't have any, like, big home run phrases or anything I like do. that. You do? Okay. I do. He talks about when his first child was born. Okay. And that it wasn't like, congratulations, it's an entrepreneur. Or whatever oh, the word was. Mm-hmm, so yeah. the, big, the thing A was... Marketer. Oh, was a marketer? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, marketers aren't born. They're made. They're made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the big thing, too. So, again, you're working for it. Yeah. Yeah. All these people, I'm now 100% convinced how hardworking they are. And that mm-hmm. was another, I think, preconceived notion I had about these successful people is that it's all just, handed to them. Just Or it just comes easy. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and and he did a whole, like, he did anatomy of, like, a new marketing, I forget. Of a marketer. Of a marketer. Um, Oh, 10X marketer. That's what it was. Um, Anatomy of a 10X marketer. And he said, basically, you know, the the things you need as far as, you know, he broke it down, like, brain and talked about mindset and stuff like that. But I don't know. it It was really valuable. And actually, we ended up buying his program, which was, like. We're suckers. Yep. He tricked us. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, he did the whole building value thing and said, oh, this is worth this and this is worth that. But in the end, we we got a, a full scale program that I can access online at any time. It's, uh, I think it's mostly video that I have been thinking about learning copywriting and he's got a big section mm-hmm. on that anyway. And the whole program was under a thousand dollars, and I think he had he showed it having some value of like five to seven thousand dollars or something yeah. like that. I don't remember, but um, yeah. But I also told Liz, I was like, you know, if, do you think this could help us sell one piece of land? And I think the obvious answer to that is yes. And if yes. it does, then that pays for the program In one, by two or three. So or, oh, good. Oh, I thought it was just one piece of land. Yeah, no, I'm saying one piece of land could cover three times the cost of it oh yes easily and I felt like it was so applicable to what we do because it's all virtual exactly so like the other people's programs I I mean were really great and Mm -hmm. but I feel like ultimately this one was a really good fit because it's something that we I think need to learn more about get better at Mm -hmm. learning about copywriting social media marketing all of that because that's so crucial to our business yeah it is our business and yeah that is our business so to me especially since both of us can do it it's like 450 a pop to learn everything we need to be a success yeah so I mean I thought it was like really well worth it and And I think more affordable Oh, yeah. Then it was even, I think, cheaper than some of the other. Not that that's a big deal. Yeah. But, like, some of the other We got uh, that, programs. and we got, 
we also got Cardone University, which is, he said he's sold it for hundreds of thousands of dollars of corporations before, and we got it for 60 bucks, so that's a good deal. Um, a month. But isn't it? Much uh, I don't think it's a month. 60 bucks a month. I don't think it is. Are you sure? I'm not positive. You can cancel at any time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so I guess large, big picture takeaway, I guess you're just kind of doing that. It takes work to get where those people are. It does. And yeah, rich people are willing to do things that average people aren't. Um, I think another thing that Ty, I want to say it was Ty said that, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, you get paid oh, in proportion to, to the size of the problems. To the or the yeah the size or the difficulty mm -hmm. of the yeah the problems that you're gonna fix, so that takes work. There's a word for that. It's called capitalism. I know it's a dirty word. Ah, <laughs> dirty boy. Um, and that I thought was interesting too. And so I've even been thinking about that recently with other jobs. Yeah, he should add a clause at the end that says unless you work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I hadn't thought about it in those terms either like thinking about the people who get paid more and i'm sure it's not always true 100 percent of the time across the board in every industry and in every job mm -hmm. but the people who get paid more i think they are willing to or working at solving the bigger problems sure so that then also made me think about our business and why i love our business model because i I, I feel like there's benefits all around when we acquire the land in a way that's taking a problem off of someone's plate. Mm -hmm. And then when we're selling it to somebody, I feel like that can be the greatest gift of opportunity almost right. to someone. And then I think it helps us look for other opportunities because if we're open to opportunities, thinking about it that way is is serving in a like so what john was saying mm -hmm. john maxwell adding value to people but then if you're thinking also about solving their problems mm -hmm. and that is well so that is adding value in a right. way in a roundabout way so like when you think way. about so yeah when you're thinking about solving your problems and adding value to your to their lives or like your customers lives it's a really positive mindset and so I think then that will help us know when we have an opportunity. Oh, and I just thought of one other thing that mm. Jesse said. Okay. And that was, it was like his big three thing mm -hmm. of, of knowing what you're doing is, is right. And so the first thing is, do you like it? Mm -hmm. The second thing is, are you good at it? Oh, And the third right. thing is, does it benefit people? Yeah. And that's your dream job. Yes. So when mm -hmm. you're thinking about work if those aren't there for you maybe you gotta quit, job. quit it <laughs> well for me it's like we could talk about it all day but you had to be there and we'll be there next year we'll probably just go every year i don't know great. why not there's no other better business conference yeah to me like why would you even spend money to go anywhere else right yeah and the tickets were like 100 bucks or something Actually, in leading up to it, because I was following him on social media, they did drop. He was trying to get some seats, some more seats filled. And that's when, I know we met that kid who got him for 47. And upgraded. Like, yeah. he got better seats. Yeah, so actually, depending on... We might have got them both place, for 100, I don't remember. We might have, I don't know. But yeah, yeah they were dropped to 47 bucks, like, I don't know, 10 days leading up to it. Yeah. 
Anyway. Conferences cost way more than that sometimes to get oh, yeah. to. And this was, that would have been all three days. And he like parachuted in. We saw Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Other, other like famous people were there. So we, we didn't even tell you all of them. And the real but. opportunity is the connections that you make there, which we didn't do. We didn't make as many as we should have, but we made some connections that hopefully we'll um, maintain going forward. But the main takeaway is you should go. You can go meet us next year. Oh my god, that'd be uh, so fun! Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was awesome. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. And next time, I think, maybe feeding off a little bit of uh, Elena's speech, we're gonna talk about our partnership and marriage on the next episode. So make sure you check that one out. Anything else? Sounds good. No. All Looking right. forward to it. Me too. Goodbye. Bye. Hey guys, if you're sick of our mumbling and the audio quality of this podcast, that'll be fixed next episode. We figured some stuff out. Like I said, we kind of start stuff before we actually know what we're doing. So I've had two microphones this whole time and just decided to break the other one out so we're not yelling across the table at each other. So starting next episode, things will sound a lot better. So stick with us. Thanks. Bye. That's the show for today. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to find us on whencanIquitMyJobShow.com and support us there, as well as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also in iTunes.